Well, hey everybody, we're here live uh, on an unexpected, slightly unexpected anyway, live. We were supposed to go live probably more than an hour ago. Uh, it's been an interesting night. There was a great crowd that showed up at Boston Title and Abstract. I have to say, if you've not had any food from Boston Title and Abstract uh, or um, any uh, champagne uh, that this guy right here is paying for from Boston Title and Abstract, you are missing out. Uh, as always, I have to mention that uh, I'm coming to you live, uh, uncompensated. I don't charge to promote anybody. If I promote somebody, it's because I believe in them. And um, while he uh, uh, can be a pain in the ass sometimes, uh, Sean Worley, who is a realtor with uh, Colwell Banker in Tulsa, uh, has really been an amazing asset for a lot of my clients in Tulsa. Uh, I did a, a post last week talking about issues with leases and as many of you know, uh, Brad came to me and said, hey, Ron, look, I want to help people with this. And at the end of the day, we all know that we all have to make money. But I, I have to tell you that Sean has always been somebody that's willing to come and work on things and work for clients to help them try to find something. And if you know anything about realty and, and real estate agents and you know uh, real estate agents that are working on commercial deals, Unless they are able to find you something and negotiate a deal, uh, they don't get paid. So essentially, they're working for free on the hopes that they can help you find something and that you can close a deal. So, Sean, thank you for that. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for this great event. It's been, uh, look, it, I'll be honest with you. I've had one or ten or <laughs> I don't know how many of these I've had, but thank you, Sean, for being yeah. here. Well, hey, Ron, I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate everybody that came out tonight. And obviously, we got a little uh, bit of a late start because we were having a great time and everybody that came out and socializing and I couldn't ask for a better turnout. But like you said, uh, <clears throat> some of the things that we're concerned about right now with what's going on in the real estate market with obviously the 7-Eleven, the new stuff that's in the news right now, yeah, and and the events that are going on with tenants and landlords that obvi <laughs> obviously you, you've been posting about it. Do you have some questions coming in? Or? Oh, I mean, people are already starting to comment, but Sean, look, so look, you got to understand, I, I've gotten to become kind of old hat with the whole commenting and people talking on live stuff, and I'll, I'll run my mouth while you all comment. <laughs> um, Sean's a little new to this. So let, let's do this. Let's talk about some of the things that are going on, um, some of the issues that are going on, and then kind of get into some of the issues. I do have to turn the camera for just a second. You're going to forgive me, but I got some wonderfully amazing and beautiful people that I'm going to point out right there. By the way, if you don't know who those are, that's my daughter and my wife. Um, they are wonderful, amazing people and just as adorable as they can be. Um, anyway, they're here supporting what we're trying to do. Uh, but I talked the other night about some of the issues that are going on with leases and negotiating leases. And so I, I do want to take this opportunity to talk about some of the things that I, I'm seeing as a continual and perpetual problem in the industry. First of all, uh, if you're a business owner, I don't care whether you're operating a dispensary, whether you're operating a grow or a processor. Uh, if you do not own the land that you are occupying, you need to have a strong written lease for that property. Not only do you need a strong written lease for that property that protects you beyond a year. And as an example of this, and sort of an example of what can go wrong, the whole 7-Eleven fiasco is an example of what can go wrong. If you don't have a lease that has 
renewal terms in it, you are really setting yourself up for failure. And as an attorney, one of the things that really pains me as I work on uh, cases for clients is when I deal with a client that comes to me and says, hey, Ron, what's our business worth? I get the question quite a bit. And when you come to me and ask me a question of, hey, what's my business worth? And you have no lease, uh, no options to renew your lease, and you don't own the property, then my answer to you is going to look, I'm going to look at you kind of funny. And I'm going to say, I'm going to, say to you, Sean, well, your business isn't worth a whole lot because I can circumvent you by buying the property or negotiating a lease with your landlord. That is a terrible position as a business owner to be in. And so if you find yourself in that current position, then what I would urge you, and, and I, again, I say this from a perspective of truly wanting the best for everybody, now is the time to start looking for other alternatives on where you can go. Because if you're going to work hard to build something, then build it for yourself. Don't build it for the guy or the woman that owns the property that you just happen to have fallen in love with and leased. You know, I don't care if you've got an option to purchase. I don't care if it's an option to renew the lease 20 years. I don't care what it is, but you need to have some long history and tie to that property that gives you a vested interest in preserving that property, improving that property and selling your business. If you don't have those things, then you need to be looking at alternatives to that uh, as you move forward. I completely agree with you, Ron. I tell clients all the time that the, the scariest thing to me are the leases. The uh, When I hear, well, it was no big deal. I called the number they had on the sign and they had a two-page lease and we got it signed. That, the protection that doesn't exist, the, the all of the things that don't exist, I mean, be, it, be it favorable for a landlord or for a tenant, there's so many questions. And that's why, obviously, you and I work together on a lot of clients because having an attorney to review your contracts is pretty important. So look, I, somebody posted a comment, and, and again, I'm watching the comments and other people are watching the comments, but somebody posted a comment of, I'm, being, I'm tired of being told by no by realtors for a dispensary space. Look, I, I'm a South Mississippi boy. I grew up in, in South Mississippi. My grandfather raised me. Uh, Ed Parker was his name. And I, I will tell you a story. It's a personal story, but I'll tell it to you. I was young. I was probably barely out of college and and I was I fell in love with this house and I was walking through the property with my grandfather and and I wanted the property no matter what because I was committed I'd fallen in love with it and to me consequences be damned I want the property and he said to me during that whole process he said look if you fall in love with a property so much that you can't walk away from it then you are the sucker and I didn't really understand that whole explanation until much later in life. But at the end of the day, it's true. You can't be in love with a piece of property to make you not be able to walk away from it. If, if you get no and no and no and no, it's just not the right property for you. It's not meant to be. And as somebody who believes in karma and somebody who believes in, in walking away from things if you need to, you just have to keep looking. And, and look... I get on Sean's ass all the time and say, hey, look, Sean, I mean, a client came to you and said you couldn't find any properties for him. I'm like, why not? He's like, well, there's not anything out there. I'm like, well, Sean, maybe you should work harder. And, and, <laughs> and Sean works yeah. his ass off, but I give him hell. Yeah. But at the end of the day, 
you got to constantly be able to walk away from a piece of property and realize that at the end of the day, it's just a piece of property. That's all it is. And where you're going to open and where you're going to locate and where you're going to live and where you're going to grow is something that is all dependent on all those perfect things working together. And you need that long-term lease. You need those options to renew. You need, you know, what I'd love to see is you need that option to renew uh, those lease terms. You need the option to purchase the property. All of those things are fundamentally important. And, you know, it was really hard for me when all those 7-Eleven people uh, were messaging me. And I really felt bad because I'm like, well, hey, you signed this lease. The lease was only a year. If they're terminating at the end of your lease. Legally speaking, I don't have anything I can do for you. I, I, I wish we could rewind 13 or 14 months and I could talk you out of it and I could talk you out of spending the money to open a space there, but we're past that. You've already committed to that. You fell in love with the place. You accepted a lease that was only a year and I can't fix that. But what I can do is help you keep from doing that in the future. And so what I want to make clear to everybody that's watching is you can avoid that by having competent real estate agents representing you. And I want to point out, other than some champagne, which if you want to know the key to my heart, <laughs> that might be a way, because uh, I don't smoke anymore since February 3rd. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, you can't buy my endorsement. I don't sell it. It's not for sale to anybody for any price. If I don't like you, you can go fuck yourself. It's, you all know that. But at the end of the day, when a client comes to me and says, hey, Ron, we need to find some real estate in the Tulsa area, um, what I say is, well, look, I, this is what I know of, but at the end of the day, call Sean. And, it, you know, what I want from Sean is him to, to work harder, as I would expect from anybody, to find them that. But I also want them to work on finding that location that's going to meet all of their expectations and be somewhere that they can sustain growth. And so, you know, Sean, talk about, if you would, when you're looking for a property for somebody, what is it that you're looking for? And by the way, the people in the background, including my daughter, are making faces, including Ashley from Water Weed in Collinsville, are all making faces in the background trying to distract me. But I want to point out that no matter how many glasses of champagne I've had, I cannot be distracted. Although now I'm being distracted talking about it. So clearly, fuck all of you. Sean, what is it, when you're looking for a piece of property for somebody, what are sort of the things that you're looking for when it comes to the piece of property you're, you're looking at? Well, biggest, biggest thing is what are you trying to do? Dispensary, processor, or a grower. Dispensaries becomes extremely challenging, as you're aware of, as we go municipality by municipality, yeah. county to county. Uh, some of these little small towns, they love any business that's willing to open up and they, right. they don't care. They're willing to sign off. Absolutely. Versus over in Tulsa, <clears throat> we might find Tulsa. a perfect spot. That, uh, this little house that's 100 years old, right on a corner. It's beautiful, perfect, the coolest, eclectic little dispensary you've ever seen. Not going to work. Zoned office life. No, look, by the way, if, if you're in Tulsa, um, <clears throat> I wish there was somebody. And, and look. I, I've been friends with GT Bynum, mayor of Tulsa, for a long time. If uh, I wish somebody, and I've had this conversation with many, many people, 
I wish to God somebody that could beat him had run in this election. Nobody that can beat him has run in this election. Um, GT, step up and actually get a backbone on some things. Uh, because riding the fence is freaking over. And honest to God, sir, I love you to death. I think you're a wonderful person. You're extremely intelligent. You know far, you know, far more than I do. But you need some balls, sir. And uh, we greatly appreciate that. So I have to throw that out there because I'm always blunt. Uh, but I'm really sickened by the Tulsa County, or by the city of Tulsa mayoral race. We don't have anybody. Honestly, at this point, Paul Tay might be the best choice for that, <laughs> for that seat. I'm not kidding. Um, at least Paul, at least Paul Tay will try to do something, uh, that he doesn't, that he thinks is right, regardless of the consequences. Uh, with GT Bynum, I've yet to see any backbone, uh, in that race. Anyway, I've, we've got a lot of people commenting and I'm sorry. I'm always going to, I'm always going to be blunt. By the way, when I say something it is for me and me only, Sean Worley is Completely independent of me, and I don't speak for him, so I'm sorry, Sean, well, if that well, offends. Hey, hey, Rod, you don't offend me, and I, I appreciate getting a chance to work with you because it really is just like everything that's going on today, kind of two, two different careers. We're reaching together, you know, put, putting things together that don't usually work together all the time and be able to build a team to help clients more, to be able to, you know, on a broad, more broad spectrum, be able to... Uh, from the time you first meet these people and help them get their license and get them on the right track lining out their business to put them in the right location, to put them, put them in the right county, point them in the right direction. You know, and, and, and John Kumis, who's a client of mine and, and a good friend and I've known for now for years, says, I agree, need to read those leases, but what 7-Eleven Corp did was horseshit. And look, I completely and totally agree with you. They have made a very bad political decision uh, on this issue, and they've come off as looking like jackasses. But as a lawyer, what I would prefer to keep you from doing is ever being in a situation where somebody like that can screw you over. And so I just want you to not get screwed over. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've said this story probably five times tonight, I think, but I had a law school professor that said, you can shear a sheep many times, you can skin them only once. And, and really that adage is true, and I would prefer you to stay out of trouble. I'll make far more money uh, from clients by doing the right thing by them over the course of a 20-year uh, relationship with them than I will by defending litigation or keeping them from getting evicted when the lease is incorrect or the lease is bad in their favor. Whatever the case might be, uh, I want you to take the time to hire some legal counsel to get that representation. And look, I think Sean can, can be a testament to this. Uh, if you come to me and say, hey, Ron, what's going to cost us to review a lease? I'm probably going to charge you like 500 bucks to review the lease. It's not that expensive. And the old adage, an ounce of revenge is worth a pound of cure, is, is really true. But really, at the end of the day, you need to work and find the right property. And, and honestly, before you pay me or Christina Vaughn, who is my partner in Viridian and I adore and is a brilliant legal mind, before you pay us... You need to be working with somebody like Sean that knows what in the world they're doing so they can help guide you towards the correct property uh, and, and make sure that before you even start talking to us about negotiating the lease, it's a property that we already kind of know is going to work. We've done a little bit of due diligence. <laughs> That's the thing. A little bit of due diligence. I mean, how many times, Sean, do you think in the last, let's just say the last four months, how many times do you think that you and I or Christina and you and I have worked on a real estate deal for different clients. How many times do you think that is? Here, 
<clears throat> here's what's awesome. How many times have we worked on a deal for a client that maybe didn't work, so we'd steered them in another direction? <laughs> that was me. Sorry. Go ahead, Sean. Sorry. So, so hey, maybe, my fault. maybe we worked on a deal and we got into a rocky situation, figured out things from different angles nobody saw coming. Maybe that deal didn't transpire, pivoted, went to another, and got a happy client who completed a deal that was good for them. We've done that a couple times here recently. Yeah, we've had that a lot of times. How, how many? How many times? Do we just have everybody's happy? I don't know. I could count his nose. <laughs> yeah, that, that, well, goes, that goes quick. It, it kind of goes back to the, the whole point. And you and I were talking about this earlier tonight, actually. And I actually felt a little bad, Sean. You actually hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, we were talking about other lawyers and what they charge for things. And you know, Sean and I were talking about what other law firms and lawyers charge. And apparently, despite what I think is a relatively broad experience in this industry and negotiating leases, et cetera. Apparently I'm fairly cheap as it compares to some other law firms. Seems pretty reasonable, right? The point being though, is at the end of the day, if, if I'm advising you to go find another piece of property, it's not because you finding another piece of property is going to make me more money. It's because in the end, you're going to be more successful. It goes back to the whole shear a sheep many times, skin them only once. I want you to right. be successful. I'll make far more money from a client if they're successful. I, and I'm, by going, like, I'm going to do the impossible and I'm going to interrupt Ron Durbin right we got, now. We got, we got some clients no. over there that I definitely would guarantee would agree okay. with that. And I'm going to interrupt Ron Durbin right Go ahead. now and I'm going to tell you, this. what you're saying is exactly what I deal with all the time, Ron, whenever I have people that will not listen to me. The difference between trying to have some handshake lease because some guy told them they were going to get a building versus the the security in if you can purchase a property that what you're and and then they they tell me like the same thing i'm not trying to make more money off you i'm trying to tell you the right thing to do whether or not you buy a business from me whether you not buy a piece of property for me out in the country it doesn't matter. The reason why I'm telling you this is because it is what you should do for your best interest. So, Sean, Look, when's going to be the best time to buy property this year? Well, hang on. Before I before we get to that, and I certainly want to get to when's the best time to buy property this year, but I have to say this because I have somebody that was a dear, close, personal friend of mine. They've been a client of mine for God, since I graduated law school, I don't know how in the world I ever got their business. They, they, they have a big manufacturing company out in Sepulpa. I represented them for years. Um, I won't mention their names, but I, I, he, he was always a handshake deal kind of guy. And I don't care what you did. Uh, this man, whom I have the utmost respect for in the world, would shake your hand and take it on a leap of faith. And I always... Unfortunately, it had to be the guy, because I was this lawyer, that said, hey, look, that handshake deal you had, they're screwing you. And now you've got to spend all this money fighting them or dealing with the situation. And unfortunately, he died earlier this year of cancer that hit him unexpectedly. His, his son was my best man at the wedding in January. But the point being, I, all, I firmly believe, and I grew up in South Mississippi, I firmly believe in the handshake deal. But at the end of the day... I, I, that handshake deal is dead and it's sad that it's dead, but it's dead. We need written contracts. We need written leases. We need written purchase contracts. We need an option to renew. We need written options to purchase. All of those things need to be in a contract before 
you ever send a single dollar to the landlord or to the owner of the property. And this man was truly the epitome of integrity and honor. And he and had money, a lot of it. And he got screwed over time and time again. So this doesn't come down to how much money do you have, how much power do you have, what kind of great lawyers do you have, and I think I'm a great one. It comes down to people are crooks, and we just need to protect you from them. So let's get a written lease. And to get back to Ashley's uh, question, which I assume came from the Facebook yeah, page, go ahead. Go ahead and, well, yeah, go when ahead. is the, when is the perfect time to buy this year? So this year, when is going to be the best time to start looking for props? properties that are cannabis friendly. Well, there's a Japanese antage that says the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, and the next best time is today. There you go. I, I can't tell you in business when it's a good time to go and when it's not a good time to go. I, I'll tell you, strike fire the iron's hot. I mean, get to work. I, I got to work in the morning. I don't know about you. So look, let's talk about that for a second, because I, I have something to say to that. So I got, I got this question quite a lot today, actually, uh, Ashley. And we, as everybody knows, we filed a lawsuit today, um, and I'm really shocked at the numbers on the Facebook Live. I have to say, it's really low for what we do. Um, but um, we filed a lawsuit the other, to, the other day about the thousand foot rule and the two year residency rule. And one of the things I got a lot of questions about is, well, hey, we're on, what's, what, what do we need to do? We've been rejected for a license because they determined we're within a thousand feet of a preschool that we didn't know existed. Or, hey, I got rejected because I've been Whoa. here a year and nine months, but I've not been here two years, and I'm not a resident for two years, and they're rejecting my application. What do I do? And so here's what I say. I think that we're going to resolve this situation. I think we're going to work out a deal with the Oklahoma Attorney General. Mike Hunter, so far, has really exhibited a willingness to work with us in the industry to resolve this issue. But there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees in life. There's certainly no guarantees in court. So if you're a dispensary owner or any business owner that's impacted by a, a distance issue, the time to act is not when we know whether I'm going to win or lose this lawsuit. And I think, again, I think I'm going to win. I think we're going to get a resolution. But you need a backup plan today. Sure. Because if, if I'm unsuccessful... If tomorrow Mike Hunter decides that Ron Durbin is a jackass and he doesn't want to work with me, which, you know, I may be guilty of <laughs> on occasion. But, but in the end, if he decides politically it's not the right avenue, then those people need an option of where to go. And if their options are limited and time's limited then they're really setting themselves up for failure. So it, the time to act is today. It is, and it's so it's such a sensitive issue too, Ron, because the most common call I get, and, and I have had from time to time, a client will be upset with me because they call me and they saw this vacant building over on Cherry Street, and they just know they have the best business model in the world. They're going to put their dispensary on Cherry Street. And every time I tell them, if that building were available to put in a dispensary, Ron Durbin would already have one over there. No, I'm just kidding. I say it's me. But anyways, you get where I'm going with this. Right. It's like there's a reason there's not that space available. So it's not whenever someone gives you a call and says, I just know this building at 71st and Memorial would be perfect. When I tell them it won't work, it's because either the landlord doesn't want to lease the canvas because they're conservative and scared of or it. Or their bank doesn't want to. Or their bank doesn't want to. Both of those. 
or that we've already I've had the call 15 times and I'm saying there's one 700 feet away here in Tulsa it doesn't work and I've done the research and I'm in the industry I'm out there seeing it enough that I'm trying to save Ron some time whenever he has to I send him a contract and he has to send it back and say sorry Sean 700 feet away hey look it, really at the end of the day Sean gets the asshole side of me because I'm like Sean what the fuck are you sending me this contract for I can't I can't do anything for these people on this property it doesn't work and Sean gets me or Christina being a jackass to him because, look, at the end of the day, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, if you don't get him the property, how much money do you make? I make zero dollars, okay. And if I negotiate the deal, I get paid by the hour, right? I mean, correct. I, but I don't want to waste, I, I just have this personal belief <laughs> that I don't want to waste clients' time or money on stuff that I can't get done. So... Look, it's tough, and I have this question, Sean, and, and it's important to me because I, I pose this question to you today. What do we do? Because I have a lot of clients that are looking for properties and want opportunities, whether it's to buy an existing dispensary. And by the way, if you have an existing dispensary or grower process that you want to sell, I urge you to contact Sean. I've got clients that want to buy them. I get hit we with that. We need listings. I get hit with that every freaking day. Rob, what dispensaries can we buy? What processors can we buy? What grows can we buy? And my answer, generally speaking, is, well, honest to God, at this point, call Sean. And I, and I will tell you this. I don't get paid anything, anything. I've never been paid a dime for recommending a single solitary soul, whether it's Sean or an accountant or a bookkeeper or... Uh, a social media advertiser, I don't get kickbacks. I, the, yes, I could probably, and I guarantee you I can negotiate those deals. I don't get paid anything. I, I send you the people that I think can actually get something freaking done for people. So I have to ask this question because this is something that I struggle with daily. I represent a lot of businesses all across the state of Oklahoma. Right now, I don't, other than you, and you're here in Tulsa area, other than you, I have nobody I can recommend in Tulsa or Moore or South Oklahoma City or where well, the heck well, it got, is. I got Tulsa, Ron. You but, got Tulsa, but, but I need. No, I, but we, are you going to are you Edmund, going to step up? We need Norman. Are we you need going? Oklahoma City, and you know what I need, Ron? I need agents from this area to call me, to text me, to email me because we need to connect. We need to have conversations about finding people that are willing to expand what I'm doing with the Oklahoma 420 Real Estate Group to the Oklahoma City market that we can better serve ultimately the patient down there to help our businesses stay open to help all of these 7-eleven uh what what are they my the john kimbus is the world yeah. that are struggling and going what the hell do i do now that i'm getting kicked out of this property yeah and by the way i gotta say um chris codner is an attorney who helped john and jkj processing uh get some extended time i gotta i gotta get props i always get props i don't care if they're a competitor or not i get props to people who help and Chris Cotner is an attorney in Oklahoma that helped them get that deal uh, and extend some time for them. Props to Chris for that. I will always give credit where credit's due. But at the end of the day, what I'm going back to is I don't have anybody to send anybody. Like, I get a lot of inquiries and I have nobody I, to send anybody Ron, to in Oklahoma City market. Ron, I, I have none. Ron, I've reached out to several agents of the past several months and, and an 
honestly. I'm that's why I'm reaching out right here with Ron Durbin's help. Any agents in the Oklahoma City market, I will help you. We will hold your hand to understand certificate of compliance. So what this guy does, he he kicks back and forth ideas with me all the time. I can text him and say, hey, Ron, yay or nay? Give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Should How much money have you paid me, Sean? I'm just curious. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I have to say, yeah. I have to say, he bought the I, drinks tonight. Yeah, I, I'm, Other I than know. that, I'm other probably, than that. I'm probably about... Oh, wait, 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 we have a refill oh, coming. Yeah. I just want to point that out. I'll have one of those too, Chris, if please. if a city sets a limitation, such as Rogers County, Ten acres. Said that you have to have ten acres. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Is there a way to get around that? So, that's sure. And that's, tell you what happened to our clients. We've got, we've got some joint clients on that. Um, so, look. What's weird, and I'm not sure why this has worked out this way, Sean, but what's weird is that it seems like when it comes to counties wanting to be utter, ridiculous, absurd assholes, it's all happening around Tulsa. Maybe the whole ANCOG Bynum fiasco with the November 28th regulations in Tulsa play into that. And GT, again, step up and have a position on this stuff. And I'm honestly, I'm disappointed that you don't have more of a backbone. And, and I consider you a friend. And obviously I consider you know your relatives, Bill of Fortune, who's a judge, a friend. Step up. Um, but when it comes down to it, we... In this area, we have two counties, Rogers County and Wagner County, that have adopted some of the most ridiculous restrictions uh, on medical marijuana grows that I've ever read. Rogers County, if you don't have 10 acres to grow, they won't even consider it. Um, and I apologize, that was completely me. I it's great, bro. I'm not worried about it. Um, on that. So I had to apologize for breaking the, the, the lamp. Um, but we have that issue. With Wagner County, we have an issue now that we have to have uh, industrial zoning for a grow, which is, again, an absurd restriction and requirement. And so we've, if we're going to facilitate a, res a resolution of those issues, I hate to say this, but what we're going to need, and it's going to sound weird when I'm talking about counties, we need the Oklahoma Municipal League to have a better understanding of what's going on. We need to work with the OML, even though they deal with cities primarily, they're involved in counties. We need them to understand that these restrictions are utterly and completely capricious, arbitrary, and outside the interest, actually, of the counties. And until we accomplish that, then I really don't know what we can do. We, we have to keep pushing for legislators to be involved. I've talked about okay for you and the need for political action committees to be pushing for these things. We need support in that regard. And that's really how we're going to get resolution of this. But, but Sean, honestly, like, if you've got an idea on how we resolve those issues, I'm all ears. Okay. Sean, for you, we had a question come in. What county has the least amount of stipulations that you can grow in? There okay, are we'll, we'll, We will see. That I will agree with Ron. We'll see if he agrees with me, with me. My top three, obviously, I'm I'm grew up in Wasso. I'm from the Tulsa area, so I would like to see Washington County, Creek County, Okmulgee County, probably in that order. Okay, look, Representative Scott Fagetter, who is the House Majority 
assistant floor leader and was here tonight earlier. Yeah, he was. Is represents a large portion of Okmulgee County. If you can put a business in Okmulgee County, which will welcome you with open arms, then please do so. That is right. a brilliant, brilliant move. Ron, I have to agree with you. Scott and I had a good conversation. There are open arms in that county. Scott is Make such a look. You know, politicians, I, I, look, I got a lot of politics because I got sick of the politics of it. Scott is just a great guy. John Eccles, uh, who's the House Majority Floor Leader, is, a, is the same way. They're just great guys. And, and Scott uh, is Okmulgee, and John is Oklahoma City, actually. But they really want the best for their, you know, for their constituents, for their cities, for their communities, for their areas. Um, and so I, I will always push people to them because at the end of the day, they're, they match me in political beliefs of being pragmatists and Republicans and they're libertarian in as many ways probably as I am. And so I'm always going to push those areas. And Okmulgee, I will, I will tell you, I, I, I did not know that Okmulgee existed six months ago. I, I'll be honest with you. I drove past it going to Dallas. But other than driving past it to go to Dallas, I didn't know Okmulgee existed as a city. It was a it was a stockade. I saw a, a, a cow in a steakhouse there. But they are they have such a cool area to develop downtown with these really cool old buildings that remind me of the 2006 downtown Tulsa that I really would love to see them get the opportunity to develop. So if you're if you're wanting to develop a processor or a grow, to me the first conversation I have is is with Sean and with Scott Begetter. That's who I that's who I talk to. And I and I'll tell you, Ron, after conversating this evening with Mr. Fetgetter, uh, Representative Fetgetter. Re Representative Fetgetter, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I there there is. I mean, I, I didn't realize it until until he started pointing it out and I really started going over the properties that are available in that area. I mean it's, it's immense. It's immense. Oh, Oak Mulgee. I, I, I toured it with Scott. Like, Scott asked me to come down and see Oak Mulgee yeah, a couple I'm, weeks I'm gonna ago. I'm going to go have lunch with him next week. So. I, he took me around, took me the, by the spillway, took me by the lake, took me by all this stuff. And I, I, will have, I have to tell you that the downtown area reminded me a lot of Brady and Blue Dome District in Tulsa sure. uh, in 2007-ish, which is before the huge boom that we've had and when you get outside of that literally all the houses and opportunities there it's all these old victorian style cool houses really cool that if you're a midtown if you're a midtown tulsa you'd be spending three quarters of a million dollars on them sure. and then the old bogey 50k mm -hmm. you can buy the damn property it needs a little it's, bit of work it needs, oh, it needs, hey, it needs work hey, for sure you, you can be chipping joanna gaines you'll get it done you got look but, but the bones of those houses i get where you're coming from and, awesome real estate and, and look i i sean i told this this I, i'm a blunt guy you know this i told scott i was like well scott i don't want to freaking send anybody to this damn town if at the end of the day they're gonna be the closed-minded jackasses that believe that whatever it is that their pastor at their church told them yesterday is the be all end all of life, uh, and they're gonna like kick everybody else in the nuts. I don't, I don't want to send people there. And he's like, that's not what they are. Like they're pragmatists. And so, Scott, put your money where your mouth is. If you want to be investing in this, 
you know, Wagner, the city of Wagner kept talking about they wanted it to be the be-all, end-all mecca of cannabis in Oklahoma. Right. I think Old Mulgee County, with Scott Beckgetter as representative, has more of an opportunity of that than anywhere else. And well, I also support that. Wag, after dealing with Wagner a little bit and seeing what's going on over there, their biggest problem is they're located in Wagner County. <laughs> yes, they're well... <laughs> And by the way, Wagner County, if you want to grow medical cannabis in Wagner County, if you do not have industrial zone property, you, then you need to rezone your agricultural property that you've had in your family for 100 years as industrial. And we all believe and agree that that's utter and complete bullshit. And nobody's going to do that. Um, and literally, at the, all those meetings of the councils, everybody was like, we don't care about marijuana. We care that we don't want this agricultural land rezoned industrial. And I'm sorry, but I, I agree with them. Exactly. I don't want it zoned industrial either. It's ridiculous. Well, and Ron, it's, this, this is a, your forte and a legal question, but the idea of how is it the government's job to pick the winner and loser of this? You can grow peach trees, but you can't grow marijuana on agriculture property. You can, you can have a pig farm backing right up to a neighborhood, stinking that shit up on agriculture property. But if you're gr growing medical cannabis organically to treat cancer patients, you can't. No, not gonna work. Look, I have a I have a client that grows medical marijuana, and they also are they have a contract with a very major nationwide event. Said their name producer, they everyone would know who they are. But they grow uh, and they breed pigs okay. for this national producer, and. I've got to work out COVID in my heart and all that stuff's been an impediment to me going and touring their facility. But they've invited me and want me to come tour their facility sure. for the pig farm. And I've not done it because of that. But I, I have to say, like, literally, this is the conversation that we've had is like, wait, we can grow bolts and, and, and sows and all that stuff. Bolts is, by the way, a term for pig breeding, sure. if you didn't know that. Um, and there's also rules about how long their tails can be. I've read all these crazy contracts from these producers. It's really crazy. But there's all these contracts. You, you can do all that stuff. You can grow all these pigs. But if you switch over to medical marijuana, you can't do it on the same damn land. No. And that blows my mind. I, I have a problem with that. It's something that, look, at the end of the day, if anybody knows where I run into a problem with anything... It's where the law and what people are trying to do runs into fucking common sense. Well, and right. people say, fuck common sense. And we're going to go this ridiculous bullshit path. Like, we're going to put the Ten Commandments on the state capitol grounds. Not because we care about the Ten Commandments. Because we want to just say, fuck you to everybody else. That we want to say, fuck you to the courts that have said, hey, you can't do that. Um, and, and, and look, Mike Ritz was voted out of the state house. Thank God for that. Uh, and fuck Mike Ritz and his Republican bullshit asshole stuff for the ridiculous stuff he did. We, but that absurdity is what we see in some of these things. It's like what, like okay, find something that you believe in. I'm all for it. Find something that makes sense. I'm all for it. If you believe in it and it makes sense, you're not going to hear me say anything negative about you and fighting for it. It's when these counties and cities fight for things that just utterly make no sense it's, I go what do we do I heard I heard this as a as a hearsay uh, you know rumor today that well I'll just well no there's a, there's a town 
in Rogers County, we will say. That, Claremore? Yeah. <laughs> that, that there, I'm sorry, I nailed that, that there are, I didn't know that. Didn't know the answer that, to that beforehand, but. There, there are certain people that work. Scott Walton have anything yeah. to do with that? What? No, no, no not but, but listen to this, Rod. They have people that work in the office that if you call whenever somebody's not there, they'll tell you the truth and tell you call an attorney. But if you call when that person's there, they're going to tell you no. Yeah. And, and, and I hear this from clients about properties. No, it's and true. I'm, and I'm going, yeah, you got to call Rod. Yeah, like that. That's not good. That, no, that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah. you know, the, the government's job is not to pick who wins and loses. They don't get to make up arbitrary rules just because. Well, they, but they do if you don't challenge they, it. They do if you don't challenge it until you come along, and then they get they back off. So it happened in Collinsville once before. <laughs> For a short period. Of time. So <laughs> at the I end, that. look. And we obviously had to get off here. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I know we came way later than I expected to come. And so I'm really, I, I appreciate all 41 of you that are watching live yeah. right now. Normally, this number would be a lot higher. And I'm a little shocked that it's not. Um, but one of the things that I want to point out and, and kind of lead towards getting off of this is there's really two lessons to be learned here. The first lesson is that... The cost of legal representation is not nearly as high as the cost of needing representation after you've already gotten yourself into a situation. Uh, if, we're, if Christina and I are reviewing a contract for you, it's going to be a lot cheaper than hiring us when you've already gotten yourself into a contract dispute or issue with your landlord, leaseholder, property owner, whatever it is. Uh, we've got plenty of clients I'm sure that would attest to that. And really what I want to say, and honestly, Sean, I'm going to put this on you and I'm going to, I'm going to present a challenge to you, Sean, uh, to, and by the way, Sean Worley, I've mentioned his name many times. He's on this post. He's on previous posts. Find him on Facebook. But Sean, I'm going to put a challenge to you. I cannot find anybody in Western Oklahoma. And I'm talking about literally west of Tulsa through Oklahoma City to the west and panhandle of the state. I have yet to find a realtor uh, to step up. So if you're a realtor that wants to step up in that area, contact me and Sean Worley. The, the I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to make money. Challenge accepted, Ron. And, and, and again, many, hey, we, we missed no, miss this part of the conversation because we were laughing earlier, Ron. We laugh a lot. The, 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 the question was this. How much money have I paid you or you paid me? Well, we've never hired one another. Imagine one of these days I'll sell this guy a house and and imagine one of these days he's going to have to write me a contract. So, yeah, we do business together when we when it's necessary. Yeah, I was going to say that. Actually. But we work together because we like to work together and whenever I send him a client, he gets shit done and I feel like I'm trying to do the same. No, you do no, you do great. But I I'm challenging you. Yes, sir. And that's true. I, I look. I don't and again, if I refer somebody, I am never compensated. I will never take a dollar for recommending somebody. If I think they're a fucking jackass, they can pay me a million dollars, and I'm still going to say they're a fucking jackass. True story. Um, but at the end of the day, I refer to you because you get shit done. And so what I'm going to say to you is I challenge you, Sean, to when I send you somebody from Tulsa that needs Tulsa property... I'm going to challenge you to work harder to find more properties that are available. And yes, I understand that resources are scarce and it fucking sucks. But I'm challenging you to that. When I send you somebody from Oklahoma City, 
or we need west of Oklahoma City. We we need we help. do. So if we you're if you're a realtor or somebody that wants to be involved in that, reach out to Sean. Yeah. Look, we need again. Help. I am not. I don't charge for this. I don't care about making money on this. I want people to find good locations. I want patients to have access to medicine. I will make money on a lot of other things. I don't give a flying fuck about making money on this. But if you're a realtor over there and you've not stepped the hell up and reached out to me or Sean, yeah. then you are literally, I mean, you're the old, you're your own enemy, right? I mean, so if you want to be involved in this industry and you have properties that are available, reach out to Sean, let him know. Because I will tell you 100% unequivocally, I'm I'm too expensive to go acting as a realtor for people. I I, I charge I, I'm, I cost too much. Well, and we'll just say in the state of Oklahoma, obviously Ron with his legal degree can write any contract that he wants. He can write every contract in real estate, and he can fully act as your real estate agent. He would be happy to do so. No, he, no, he, I wouldn't. I don't want yeah, to do that. No, well, but, no. But I decline. I decline. Yeah, I decline, okay. Sean. Decline. Uh, however, he's going to bill you hourly. I don't get paid until you close. Yeah, that's true. That, that's the difference. Look, I, again, I, I know that there's been a whole lot of history of this stuff and people pushing stuff because they're getting paid for it. I am not. I don't get paid for this. I don't care. I'm here... Because I like Sean. I sent a lot of people to Sean. And honestly, like he had champagne and four hors which was never a bad idea. My wife is here. My daughter's here. Look, end of the day, if you're out in other parts of the state and you've got property or you want to get involved in this industry, I urge you. I've got clients. I, every day I deal with clients that need spaces. Please reach out. If you are impacted by 7-Eleven or any of the other issues with COCs or whatever... Reach out to Sean, and or reach out to me, whatever the case might be, and let's help you find what you, you need to be a successful business. I will, as I always say, again, the whole shearing sheep thing. Mm -hmm. I'll make a lot more money from you if you can find a space that works for you, and you're in a business for the next 20 years, than if you fail. I don't want anybody to fail. If there's a way to find a niche for you to operate, I want you to find that space. We want to help people be successful, Ron. God, That's it. I mean, fuck, I, I like people and I want them to be successful. Yes, like, there's nothing, like, I mean, I that's what it. I want to be. I get it. So. Well, hey, I'm, I know your family's tired. You know that, Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. Well, I'm exhausted. I've been exhausted. We're about to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fired. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna call this we're gonna call this quits. Um, it, for those of you who've been watching, uh, thank you again. I'm not sure why we didn't have more viewers. I'm thankful for all of you who are here now, still live. And honest to God, we, we've been talking about it tonight with a lot of people. The fact that I had this many viewers live now is still freaking pretty impressive. Thank you all. I love you all. I will continue to fight for you all. Um, if you need help or need assistance in some way, if you need real estate, please call Sean. He doesn't get paid until you close. Yeah. If you need some help from me, please reach out. If you've got a question, please reach out. I do want to say that elections are coming up really quick. So if you live in the Owasso area, please, 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 please. Um, this, this guy right here in my, my thing, that's Brad Pixano. There he is. Brad Pixano. Get out and vote. He's running. He's running for U.S. Uh, or I'm sorry, for Oklahoma State House. 
What's the district? District District 74. District 74 out of Owasso. Please urge people to get out and vote for Brad Pixado. Thanks, Ron. Uh, for that vote. Love you, Brad. Uh, Brad's a great guy. I've known him for years now. Uh, please, I urge you. I'm going to do some more. We're going to do some lives about that specifically. Uh, but please, please, please get out and vote uh, for Brad. Push that. Get people out there to vote. And uh, with that, Sean, do you have anything else? Hey, uh, we've talked a lot. Do you have anything else you want to say? Hey, you, I got water yeah. now. <laughs> they got they to make sure this guy can get home, you know. I'm not driving. Well, walk to the car. I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> Uber. Anyway, I'm sorry. Well, kidding. Kidding. I'm, I'm completely sorry. Well, hey, it's, <laughs> it's been a great there. time. Everybody that came out tonight, honestly, I just want to say thanks. We had 20 or 25 people come out on our open forum tonight. Everybody Biker and Aaron. Watch us. Biker, Biker Fox, great. Uh, he, he had a great video, uh, movie on at the Cannes Film Festival. If you've not seen that video, that movie from Biker Fox, he's a Tulsa celebrity check it out aaron dement uh cannabis kings oklahoma city some clients of mine some awesome great wonderful people christina vaughn my partner yeah. uh-huh. and all that stuff a wonderful human being and honestly god i'd be dead if it wasn't for her um and honestly she bitches at me for uh pushing myself too hard uh riddle ye uh, josh wonderful guy uh there's a lot of people who are on here watching amy brown don't know where she is. Uh, Bert Norton. There's a lot of people on here. Uh, Sarah Alkar. I mean, there's a lot of people. Well, exactly. Like, Thank, thanks, everybody that came out. Thanks, everybody that watched tonight. And, you know, it's if, if we can do anything to help you, it, it, it really is. We are here to help. That's just the thing, be it reviewing leases or helping find spaces because your lease didn't work. It. We're here to help. Yeah. And again, I love Ron's challenge. We didn't even, none of this is pre discussed. No. Obviously, if you you didn't know, we shoot from the hip around here. I do. Me, myself included, Ron. But in the Oklahoma City market, we have got to have some help. Our industry needs some real estate representation. I will help you. I will share all the resources that I've helped in this. And and Ron's here to help. We yeah. are here to help ultimately the patient. The patient doesn't Sean, get help. What's one, your contact information? One final thing before there there we go nine, with this contact info. 918-549-5555. Real cell phone number. You can call or text me, right? That's one more true. time. What nine, is it? 918-549 Five 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 five. I have one more final thing before I end it uh, to say uh, this weekend, uh, Jay and the Green Girl Expo people. I will be there teaching some classes at Green Girl Expo. Ashley, Brad, Whitney Waymire. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, if you got questions, want to have a conversation, whatever. Uh, I might come off as this egotistical jackass, but at the end of the day. I'm very approachable and we'll be happy to have conversations with you, especially if you have champagne. Uh, so please come talk to me. Uh, come see us at Green Girl Expo. Uh, Representative Scott Fagater will be there. Uh, we were, we're going to have a great time. Uh, again, if you have a fever or anything like that, please stay home. We'll, we'll, we'll live stream it for you. So please don't expose me to any risk related to COVID. I might die, which is not a good idea. 
but look forward to seeing you. Uh, with that, we're going to end this now. Finally, uh, I love you all. Stay safe out there until I talk to you again. And uh, say bye again, to Sean. Hey, again, just thanks to everybody. And thanks, Ron. Uh, everybody You're be welcome. safe. Take it easy.